Welcome everyone to episode 28 of the TZR Podcast. I'm your host Justin Skirbo and today I'm joined by Justin Chow. Chow, 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 chow. <laughs> ben Rickaby. Hello. And new to the podcast and fairly new to TZR is Frank Nozick. Hello everybody. Frank Nozick, Nozick. Frank Nozick. joins us from Canada, uh, not Calgary, that's Shane. Where in Canada are you from? Ontario. Ontario, Canada, and he plays... It's not anywhere... PC games. Sorry, I was about to ask. There's no, that's nowhere near the uh, the crazy fire that I heard that's going up on in oh, Canada no. right now, right? That's in Alberta. Okay, we're the yeah, only Canadian province south of Michigan. Oh, okay. Provinces. Oh, what? How does that work? Uh, uh, Canadian city Windsor. If you drive south from Detroit, I believe it is, you wind up in Canada. Further south than the rest of Michigan. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's confusing. That's, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you also you got provinces. your cat food and my dog food. <laughs> um. All right, guys, we have a couple of news topics today. We're going to talk some some E3 stuff. We're going to talk some PSP canceled game stuff. We're going to talk about IGN and some Pokemon. Are you ready? Yes, Pokemon. That's part of the topics. It is. Part Did you of guys the sign topics. up? No. Is that the last topic? Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we will get there. So uh, first, let's do the soft announcement, something that I'm excited about. Um, the announcement that Resident Evil 7 will be officially announced and displayed at uh, E3 this year. Um, I'm super stoked for this. It, it was basically announced via a tweet from a gaming consultant company, which is awesome that they have a consultant on uh, Capcom now because they clearly don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, <laughs> clearly. So they yeah. just apologized about uh, Street Fighter's thinness in its first original uh, launch right street fighter 5 or whatever that's correct yeah. did you hear about that yeah, they, they promised they, that they're not going to release any more unfinished games i know right good for them to do something they should have done yeah. from the beginning probably at least they're owning up to it yeah. at least it's that's true they got this new consultant oh. on that's like yo you need to straighten out your <laughs> pr game guys do you <laughs> play your games before they go out do you enjoy them <laughs> that reminds me, me. I saw a story from a guy at EA who said, oh, by the way, Battlefront didn't have a campaign because they wanted to make it out for the movie. I saw that too. Yeah, I did see that, which Uh, is kind of the worst possible thing they could have admitted because they were... I know. Yeah, like they should have just rode that out. I mean, I'm not saying they should be dishonest to, to their fans or whatever, but like that's still a pretty fucked up thing to just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, that's us. Do you think it would have been better had the PR story gone... Hey, we understand that you wanted a campaign, but instead we're gonna treat you with a movie instead, a movie adaptation, because there's such a public outcry for a campaign mode. And then maybe later on we'll we'll add in like a, a campaign mode for a video game or for see, the uh, whatever. See with that, I'm not that, but... sure. Sorry, go on. No, that was it. <clears throat> I'm not sure if the uh, public outcry was necessarily because it was lacking a campaign more than it was a value proposition. Because you're coming from, like, Battlefront 2, where you had, basically the campaign were a bunch of glorified bot matches. And you have EA... I've been saying that since the beginning, so thank you for backing me up on that. Isn't that what all campaigns are? Uh, Glorified (laughs) bot matches? No. (laughs) No, Not always, but for games like this, typically. Like, look at Battlefield 2. It didn't even ship with a campaign. Single player was bot matches. I think it was more of the idea of, well, it's EA, we're going to get the game piecemeal. Uh, we're not going to get the full value for the $60 when we for it more if you're like in Canada and you have to pay 80 bucks at launch plus your season pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. So without like some kind of offline play, people were just kind of turned off by it. 
Yeah. And then now you have EA turning around saying, well, we didn't add a campaign because we really wanted to get it out so we can sell it to you guys with the movie. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, they needed to be like, it was going to be like cross-branded marketing stuff, so it made yeah. sense for them at the time. But, I mean, that's sort of the same MO. Well, kind of different than Capcom had with uh, with Street Fighter because they were just saying, you know, it's our, it's our core audience that we're trying to appeal to, the competitive scene, you know? So let's yeah. forego the campaign for the time being because it's less important to get the casual audience. But, you know. That's not a hero. Really that being said, I still love the game, Battlefront. It's awesome. And they give you free content along with the uh, season pass content that comes out. So I'm not really quite as mad as a lot of other people are. But I think a lot of the pissed off people didn't play the game, so their opinion isn't really valid. Yeah. <laughs> well, back to our original topic. Resident Evil 7 <laughs> got announced. Resident Evil 7! <laughs> or, we'll, or will be announced at E3. Um, this, this news is more so exciting because, as most people know, the more, more recent Resident Evil games have not been uh, met with any sort of critical or commercial appeal. Most people hate the, everything that's come out of Resident Evil in the last while. And the only thing we've had to look forward to is this garbage Umbrella Chronicles that actually dropped the moniker of Resident Evil because it's not a Resident Evil game. Um, uh, so, do you know anything specific about Resident Evil 7? So in the same tweet, they said that this would basically be a clean slate and they are returning to uh, Resident Evil's survival horror roots, which is very exciting. Uh, I'm assuming that ooh. this is uh, in response to the very good sales of uh, Resident Evil HD remake on Steam and all the new consoles as well. <laughs> oh, as so what Zero. you're saying is they're seeing that people want why it was originally famous. Crazy for thought, right? <laughs> the horror and, and survival. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. What's even cooler is they actually have a game designer who worked uh, on Metal Gear Solid and or Metal Gear Solid Five and PT, who's joining this team. So uh, even oh. even just that pedigree adds a little bit more uh, credibility to this whole thing. So I'm pretty stoked about that. See, I'm I'm hoping it's a back to roots as far as the horror and the gameplay, but I kind of want to <clears throat> keep the like story the, going the just because terrible... I'm tired of seeing reboots in everything these days. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're calling it seven, it's got to be. You know, I think they're going to be continuing the story. I mean, it's gone kind of off the rails in the last while, and if you're like. I don't know. I, I what is the story? Besides, I, like, I, okay, I don't umbrella, even want to get into that. I mean, this story's always been off the rails, anyway. So all I know <laughs> is that there's Umbrella Corporation. I'm just gonna like quick scratch the surface of the story, right? Umbrella Corporation comes out with some. They're like a pharmaceutical company. Come out with some type of like miracle drug that ends up turning people into zombies, or maybe they were doing some type of experiments beforehand. It goes crazy and gets loose out in Raccoon City. People die. Zombies rise. And then you're just trying to survive with these terrible, terrible controls of turning your character for like five minutes and then like pressing a button to run forward. No, that's, that's, that's what I remember of the original Resident Evil. Well, if you want more details about the original Resident Evil, uh, you might want to check out the Zero Review YouTube channel where we might be having a Resident Evil related success. I was just about to say. I was just about to say. Plug, plug, Perfect plug, transition. plug, plug. Shameless plugs. <laughs> it's 60 second lore. You need to do a Resident Evil 60 second lore. That I, needs to be a thing. It will. I, I will Out of say, all of us, I'm pretty sure you're the only one that could do that. I will say that we may have something coming this weekend. Speaking of which, I forgot to do the housekeeping when we first got in here. Uh, as everybody knows, well, as everybody used to know, we would post our podcast every Saturday uh, uh, yes, on iTunes, 
Google Play and Stitcher and all your other favorite podcasting services. But today I'm announcing a special change of schedule. No longer will we wait will we be waiting three days to publish well, well, well. our podcast. Uh, previously we gave ourselves a little headway to get it out, but you know what? News just isn't as topical uh, three days afterwards. So we said, you know what? We're gonna put the extra time in and we are gonna publish this bad boy the moment it is done recording. So you will what? be able to uh, you will see this immediately after we finish it Wednesday. May 18th. Uh, and going forward, you will <clears throat> also be able to get our podcast May uh, uh, every Wednesday. Be sure to subscribe to us on all our platforms, or you can check it out on our SoundCloud, which is where we post them all in the first place. Um, <laughs> you can always email us questions at podcast at the zero review.com. And uh, if we read your question on the air, we may just send you a little Steam game, something, something. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. we're totally pro. Totally, pro. just way too much, way too many Steam codes, guys. Next topic. Uh, so this was kind of topping uh, Reddit charts and was not on my radar whatsoever. So I'm hoping that Ben and or uh, Frank can fill us in a little bit more. But we saw some images and some. Uh, was there brief video content? I believe it was just images. Yes, and there there no, was that... video of the game running, but it got taken down almost immediately. Yeah. So this was uh, a Which version sucks. of the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion running on the PSP. Uh, ben, can you Ooh. give us a little history on this? Uh, so this was back in 2006. They announced a PSP version of Oblivion. And sometime in 2007, uh, it got canned. Um Everyone thought the game was great, but, you know, they had no budgets, so they just had to close up shop. Hmm. It's it's kind of crazy to me. Not so much, like, I mean, Oblivion was a cool game. I liked it. It was fun. But I think what's more interesting to me about uh, this story is that there was a functional version of Oblivion on a handheld console. Yes, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that game is huge. I can't How think of... How did it fit okay, on a handheld? Okay, yeah, like, I was thinking you... the same thing when I first read that, like... <laughs> The technical a... feat fit an el- a game on the scale of the Elder Scrolls onto a onto a handheld thing is just massive. Yeah, because there was I mean, no subtitle to it. There, there was it was just there was Elder there was yeah yeah it, it was, was called the Elder Scrolls Travels. Game. So oh, it was like travels. a spinoff game. Oh. Yeah, even, so it, even, it was still oh, like Oblivion, right, right, right. but it wasn't. Yeah, sorry, go on. Okay, so uh, the game was a spinoff. It was called Travels, and it was taking place at the same time. As uh, the main console game that was on PC and console, but you were playing a different character who was dealing with the same problem in different parts of the world. So we would imagine it would be a similar gameplay style and feel, oh, okay. but on a smaller scale. Yes. So what it was is you'd have a hub world where you know you do all your go and buy stuff and accept quests and do things like that. Then you'd like teleport to levels oh, where like you would go. Yeah, but these are places that you would revisit and you'd go through different paths and different things. So, Uh, I understand. It's not quite an open world game in the normal sense of an Oblivion game, but it was still like gargantuan in scale for considering. I mean, it was on PSP for crying out loud. Still, still like impressive. Yeah, I mean, and I thought thought we were talking like the open world experience of the Oblivion, like Elder Scrolls series in the palm of your hands slash pocket like that to me would be like, okay, well, it looks like my PSP is not going to play anything else besides elder scrolls now. Yeah, right. Uh, but like, well, even in the foot, like I saw a little bit of the YouTube 
footage before it was taken down, but it looked really, really good for what it was. Like I was expecting something, you know, janky, something that looked really ugly. Considering yeah, like the graphics degraded material. completely, yeah. just so it could like fit even the, rest the com- of even the combat, while the swinging animations were more akin to something like Morrowind than like Oblivion proper, it still looked functional. Mind you, I haven't played it, so I can't speak for speak for that. But yeah, but I mean, even if it was on a visual level, you know, in the same ballpark as Morrowind, like that's like that's fine. Morrowind was a yeah, great but game, pretty you know? good. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I've seen sure, pretty sure impressive games on PSP, and obviously the PS Vita kind of takes the cake. I've seen I've seen pretty. Not pretty. Very impressive things on the PS Vita for what it is, but something on the scale of like having all that graphics and combat and all that goodness in a handheld, you know, device with the content spectrum of an Elder Scroll, kind of got me really excited. But now that you're telling me that it's like a hub world to like an instance space, it's it's still kind of interesting. Less it's still impressive. kind of exciting. It's not as impressive, but it's still pretty impressive. Ciao. Well, favorite. It's more impressive than it, Red it's, Guard. It's kind of like when uh, what was it? Um... Assassin's Creed came out on the PSP. It was still the same experience, but you know, you just had to walk into areas. Yeah, and I'm gonna give a you know, a still very open heavy though. Yeesh to that. Yeah, I, was, I don't know if it's a, I don't know. But Chat, see yeah. that I had fun what? with that, but what? it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> favorite what? PSP game, ready to go. My PSP game. Your favorite PSP game. Oh, well, I mean, this is this is kind of skewed towards you know. The whole nostalgia gamer piece or part of my heart, but it goes to the the Final Fantasy Tactics Crisis Core. Oh no, Crisis Core! Oh wow, Crisis, Crisis Core was great. Awesome. <laughs> but I really, really did like um, War of the Lions, the yeah. version of Final Fantasy Tactics, just because they they kind of like refreshed the story with these like weird Shakespearean vocals. The problem with it, though, big problem, and there's huge glitch, which was all the magic lagged like crazy. You would be on like. 30 what? fps i guess and would drop to like five during what, the magic scenes what's funny though so i'm actually playing that version of uh final fantasy i've never played final fantasy Tactics but an emulator and no. there's no lag well no i downloaded it on uh on ps vita and it's apparently a one-to-one thing for that uh and yeah like i guess it does you lag. feel it right it's well, not supposed to like but here's the thing. i've never played tactics before that so it seems totally normal to me so it's not like interrupting my experience at all Nope. Terrible. Mm. Terrible, terrible, terrible. All right. Hated it. Be- ben anyway, and Frank. Crisis Core was good, though. Ben and Frank, favorite PSP game? Uh, It's a toss-up between either Daxter or Deadhead Fred. Deadhead Fred was pretty cool. It was, it was really awesome. I didn't play awesome. either of those. For me, it's 100% either. Mega Man powered up. So freaking good. Oh, my God. That I one crashed was my car to that game. I love that game. <laughs> Frank, no, the best you? PSP game is Peace Walker. With uh, Castlevania Chronicles, of, uh, Dracula X. Close oh, second. yeah. Well, Dracula X pretty much was only good because it had Symphony of the Night in it. Like, let's be honest. I disagree. I love Rondo uh, as, really? as a game by itself. And the fact that you can unlock both the original um, Turbo Graphics version as well as, like, the remake version, that was, like, cool in yeah. and of itself. So you ha- basically had two and a half games, half because one was a remake, that was nearly on, shot for shot. That was on sale on Vita for $2 the other day. I actually got it when, or, or no, when we were at PAX. I got it when we were at PAX. That was pretty dope. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right, Worth guys, playing. N- Recommend it. Absolutely. All right, next topic. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So, uh, Pokemon Go. Even if I wasn't. Pokemon Go's <laughs> U.S. field test starts next month. Did you guys sign up yet? I did not. No. I, I have, I'm going uh, to sign not. it. I'm going to send it to you. It's got a, So they're saying that... I'm sorry if I'm taking the spotlight from you, Scarabelle. No, no, no. I wanted to give it to you because you are the expert oh. on this. No, the, all, I, all I know is that the field test is very, very much like very... Um, uh, 
all-encompassing where it also needs it needs more users to be more successful right so the tests need to have other users in order for it to like play the way it's supposed to play based on the fact that you know it kind of thrives off of its user base mm. so they're trying to push out this testing or this beta like sign up sheet for everybody to come into this like you know mobile pokemon go beta testing and i signed up but i haven't heard anything from them yet you guys should definitely sign up it'd be a lot of fun to talk about I'm like, no smartphone, so want want. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. I'll probably download it if it's easy to get in. But like, uh, my interest has so waned with this. Like, even listen. Uh, I mean, granted, it could be. It could be good. It could be great. It just, could be the greatest. Just pretend. Lives for, up to just, pretend. <laughs> just pretend with me. Hold oh, my hand. Eyes. You are. <laughs> I am super not optimistic. This is all pretend. This is all me being <laughs> fakely, uh, fakely, very like uh, fraudulent optimism right now it's just not it's not real i'm pretty sure it's going to be terrible i want it to be good you've heard I really me too, my, too many times nintendo but, but i love you, you too much to let uh, you go I just, exactly I it's just like callum defending uh, umbrella Corp. animal crossing animal crossing uh what's it called like the home decorator whatever i don't i don't want to say that it was bad it was terrible it was absolutely terrible but you wanted it to like terrible. it so bad I, wa- I still want to like it anyway but you know what if if it lives up to the potential and it is everything that it's advertised to be this could be probably one of the most like innovative and popular smartphone games out i mean they've had that augmented they've had that augmented reality game yeah right right and they've had it with uh i remember doing it in a city i forgot what it was called it was like some weird like multiplayer like I don't. Th- it wasn't like shooting. It was like questing um, and like picking up things from certain areas based off of your like geographical location. It was kind of like. Have you ever heard of uh, geocaching? I was gonna say oh, yeah. it's just geocaching, <laughs> basically, except for augmented reality and not paying for like a hundred to two hundred dollar GPS system that you're never gonna use now because you have a smartphone. Except for you, Ben. You know, Ben, I'm gonna get you one of those just because. <laughs> Thank anyway. you. I'll, I'll finally be able to find my way around. I uh, finally. <laughs> Instead of using your paper maps, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. It's so map weird. Quest, I, come I, I can actually read a map. You're printing out map quest uh, <laughs> directions. So, Chow, you're going to have to give us the full breakdown of Pokemon Go when it comes out. No, 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 no. I'll sign you guys up. Don't worry. All right. Send me the links. We'll see what's up. <laughs> okay. All right. Is so... it always just going to run in the background of your phone, or is it one of those? No. I think it's whenever you're... Oh, yeah, probably. I th- well, because, I mean, their Miitomo app runs in the background of your phone, regardless if you turn it off. Which is really yeah. annoying. See, There's a way to change that. I'm just Sorry. thinking of what's going to happen with this, uh, like with that app when it's running. Like you essentially need to be running your camera app the whole time while you're interacting with the touchscreen and stuff. Like, and I, I think your Bluetooth. It is just going to eat your battery alive. Like, oh my gosh. Well, huh, I've been playing for 20 minutes and now my phone is dead. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're gonna be Gee, you're gonna be traveling. You're gonna be traveling out into the fucking mountains and stuff to go find your Geo dude, and then your phone's gonna die in the middle of it. and You won't be able to find your way back. Children will be lost forever. It's okay. It's okay. You can just get him to use Dig. But your phone will be dead. It wouldn't matter. You can't get him out of the little pedometer thing. I I actually. Oh man. Like it, it has that. To... Sorry. No, no, go on. No, like it has to be really well optimized if they have a hope of being like it's going to be successful anyway, based on like what they're doing in the name brand. But I mean, for it to really catch on and just remain steady, yeah, they have it's got to be really simple it. and it's got to be optimized very well. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's one of the main risks that they're taking into consideration when building this phone times. Like with especially with people who have like the iPhone fours and iPhone like. 
fives or whatever from yesteryears and other generations or whatever, their phones are probably on their last leg, right? You you uh, download like a game like this that uses your camera all the time, which I don't think it does use it all the time. Only when you're in like Pokemon view mode, which obviously you don't want to be walking around like an idiot having your phone out. That could lead into very dangerous situations. Um, <laughs> people are probably thinking that you're taking pictures of them randomly. Yeah. But um, uh, it's funny because when they originally mentioned this, I did think immediately that children, ugh, be careful because they're going to just wander off. I just think, know, see, that's what I'm saying. I imagine the kid who's on a smartphone in class and he like he's holding it up and he looks out the window through the phone <laughs> and he sees like a dratini outside and he's like, oh my god, and just like runs out of the classroom. Like, ugh. <laughs> And oh. he was never found again. Or he comes out. What? I, I, I think the whole finding Pokemon thing will be fun. But if the battling isn't, you know, substantive or... Substantiated? Yeah. If it's not there and it's not good, then I, I don't think anyone's going to care. It doesn't matter if you can go find all these Pokemon if you just don't do anything with them and the battling is just lame. It would be pretty cool, though, if you were, like, say, in your backyard and you were with a friend and it recognized, like, the phone can recognize the other player at a distance and you guys are looking at each other and you click on whatever Pokemon you want to throw out and it throws it out in front of you. And then he on his phone or she on her phone sees you throw out that Pokemon. That would be... Regardless of how janky it may be, which it probably will be a little janky, but that would be pretty cool. I would kind of be all about that. Mm. Like, like, like literally a mobile AR version of uh, Pokemon Stadium would be awesome. Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking. But the problem is kids like us in our like mid to late 20s <laughs> walking around with our phones and then Man finding Pokemon at parks. Yeah, pretty much. I had this like weird distinct idea that I'm going to like wake up one morning. I'm going to put in my Ash Catch Me outfit. I'm going to take my phone out of its uh, out of my pocket and be like, let's go fucking find Pokemon. I somehow end up in like a park somewhere and there's a bunch of kids playing around. My phone's out and I'm just smiling like a doofus at my phone trying to catch Pokemon. <laughs> and you and get parents come up to me and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? What are you doing? Taking pictures of our kids. And then the police come. And then I'm like, I'm just catching Pokemon, man. I'm just catching Pokemon. See, the way this. the way around that is you call the police first and you tell them, okay, this weirdo, it's me. <laughs> I'm going to be out catching Pokemon. <laughs> I'm safe. Don't worry. Create so, your alibi beforehand. We will see how this story pans out. <laughs> uh, uh, Nintendo's got some interesting challenges ahead of them. Their their app games are are have been pretty successful haven't they like the pokemon like the pikachu i think they're AU pikachu thing well they're adoptions well than the wii u yeah their their adoption rate is pretty high but i think their retention rate is probably not great because i do not touch mitomo at all anymore and i mean if you're just bet if you're just betting on yourself to as like your one one person sample size i mean i've been playing mitomo still on like an every other day to everyday basis just to like see what's up i I I have a few friends that we throw around those me photos around oh dude we get so creative with those things yeah Uh. Well, maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm judging off of just myself, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, guys, did you hear what happened to game trailers and IGN? I did not. I saw that on the list of topics. I don't know what that's about. Okay, so... Yeah, neither do I. I didn't see anything so this is other for, than the post. This is just like a cool kind of goodwill thing that's going on, right? So game trailers, previously <laughs> owned by Defy Media... Um, have since disbanded. Uh, all of their employees essentially got fired, basically. Um, and the entity of game trailers was just sort of like left out in the wind, right? 
the members of Game Trailers then uh, left to create their own venture, which they call Easy Allies. Shoutouts to Kyle Bossman. Um, and and with that, they, uh, they're they doing live streams and videos and all this sort of thing. But game trailers and all the content that it used to make, like its retrospectives and the pop fiction series and stuff like this, uh, it was just kind of out in cyberspace. It just like didn't exist anymore. Uh, so IGN actually swooped in and decided to obtain game trailers for themselves. So basically, IGN is basically going to be running the game trailers uh, YouTube channel, but they're also archiving every piece of game trailers material, like original content or otherwise, and keeping it sort of in its original form and holding it with them. So uh, those are all the details that we have so far. We don't know if they might continue some of game trailers, uh, you know, successful series or what have you. Um, Wait, so does this mean they're also pulling in the original cast and crew? No, that... no, no, no. They are just... So they're just taking the name game trailers and all their videos. Yeah, exactly. So they're basically... So it's soulless, is what you're saying. It's, it's soulless it's just as a zombie of, right of, its, of its former self. Yeah, as of right now, Dr. Frankenstein has hit his electricity <laughs> and brought game trailers back <clears throat> to life, but there's nothing in the eyes, you know what I mean? It's just it's just, It's just <laughs> it's horrifying there. visual. Um... <laughs> Well, no, but, it's more like a, a tribute to game trailers. Yeah, it's not I think it's it's still alive. I like this because it's like it's a cool way to hold on to what was at a time the most influential video, you know, creation platform for games ever. I mean, they they really like their monic- their name is game trailers. You know what I mean? They were the first website to really truly have like a haven for every new game's piece of videography like it, it was awesome you know and they created some of the coolest original series you know before youtube was a major thing like pop fiction and uh their retrospective series are some of the most well done pieces of video that are timeless you know what i mean you could watch any of those videos now and have it still be relevant you know um huh. they were the ones who cracked playing master hand in uh in melee like they did a lot of stuff <clears throat> so it's kind of cool huh. that was them that was them that I was, did not know that. That's yeah, awesome. That was their pop fiction series was the first to figure that out. So, uh, well, not the first to figure it out, but I think the first to make it, like, widely public. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was it's a great <laughs> site, and, uh, and they had a lot of great content. So I'll be interested to see if IGN does anything to, like, revive some of those series um, or just kind of, like, leaves it as their own thing and starts bankrolling off of the domain name game trailers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Huh. That's cool. When did that come out? Uh like when did that like happen? Two days ago. So yeah, oh, like Monday. So Monday. Yeah, it was pretty recent. Pretty recent. Hmm. Yeah, I and IGN's like been pretty quiet about it. They haven't posted anything on their Yeah, I was about to say like I haven't that, heard so. any major PSA or announcements of sorts, you know? Yeah. So, I mean the, it's kind of interesting. The game trailers channel posted a video basically talking about this transition. Um, and it was done by the game trailers voice guy, Brandon Jones, shout outs to Brandon Jones. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Same so, drop. so that sort of like explains what was happening, but yeah, IGN really hasn't said much. And I assume that's because they still want to, you know, get the best idea of what they're actually doing with that. Uh, yeah. you know, with that material. I mean, that's an interesting strategy that they're, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because you're already kind of pulling in something that already has such a following as it stands already you know and the only thing i can think of is like i kind of wonder what the other guys from the original game trailers what are all those guys saying you know well i mean since brandon jones the guy who founded easy allies after all of the 
Um, yeah, yeah what, what's he saying? He he was totally cool with it. He was excited that you know this content like it's that was his lives. brand. Like game trailers was basically made by Brandon Jones. Um, yeah, I think it sounded like he was psyched to you know have that still live somewhere and still exist in its like original form. Um, yeah, and IGN is a pretty, I mean, pretty influential beast of a uh, you know video game journalism website. Yeah, IGN's so not- to have it on something so so prevalent is kind of fantastic yeah they're they're not going anywhere anytime soon so uh i'm sure from ign's perspective that was strictly a digital marketing uh purchase there <laughs> they were like you know yeah. there's probably a lot of great seo going to gametrailers.com <clears throat> so let's just yeah. scoop that up well, but i mean if nothing else it just means that we'll, we'll... all that content still wait you're gonna have to say that again yeah give us that one more time for me oh I said, if nothing else, at least we'll still be able to access that content in the future. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, that, I think, is the thing that's most appealing to me. The fact that it's archived in some archives, form yeah. or another. Yeah. That's not just, you know, a cheaply downloaded sort of... IGN like, is taking on the form of the librarian. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And there's worse places it can go, honestly. True I think. that. True uh, that. One of them and, being the dark recesses of YouTube history, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's going to be good to go through those retrospective videos again. And it's a good move on IGN's part because anything to generate more, you know, views. Yeah, yeah I kind of feel terrible that I I didn't take – it wasn't that I didn't take game trailers more seriously. It's that I never really paid attention to game trailers until pretty much just recently when we started doing TZR, like, super seriously. Mm-hmm. And then when we started looking through all the other media channels, I was like, dude, game trailers? That guy's voice. His voiceovers? Fucking – fantastic yeah like what's funny is professionalism to the max i was watching a lot of their podcasts and it was uh he made a really funny comment that when he started in the industry like after he made game trailers um nobody knew what his name was because his twitter handle was game trailers vo like that (laughs) so he would like go up to meet people like he would meet people at stuff like gdc or e3 or whatever and nobody would like know who he is by looking at him. But then once he started talking, they were like, "Wait, are, are you the game trailers guy?" <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that's that's kind of crazy. That that's is kind of cool. Most surreal moment for me when I was watching the Metal Gear Solid retrospect on game trailers, and they actually had David Hayter yeah. say game trailers, and I thought that was like something that was ripped from the game or something, or like something that was hacked. Yeah. I was young <laughs> at the time; I didn't know any better. <laughs> no, but young and naive. Those, Very. Those retrospectives seriously are some of like the highest, like level quality of content that you can put out. Um, in that same uh, in that same video where Brandon Jones was talking about kind of game trailers history. Uh, he was saying that those retrospectives easily took longer than any any other piece of content that they put out because you literally had to play an entire series front to back, record footage for all of it, you know, thoroughly break down whatever game was like. It's crazy. Like those were a triumph, and uh, and it's awesome that we get to kind of keep those forever. You know, that is really nice. All right, guys, so I want to talk about some games, but first, I have a few PSAs that I want to get out of the way. Is that is that cool with everybody? <coughs> no. Go right ahead. Right. Don't do that. Well, first, I'm offended. <laughs> uh, well, first and foremost, uh, I want to thank every, all of our listeners for checking us out and liking us on Facebook and reading our comments and doing all this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, definitely feel free to you know write into our podcast at podcast at com. Leave us a note. Ask us a question. Give us a topic idea, and we will be happy to shout you out on the next show. 
which yeah, is- our, our listener numbers are constantly in the double digits. We're doing good, guys. <laughs> well, no, they, they are success, uh, sufficiently growing episode after episode, which is great. I love to see that. Um, so that's PSA number one. Number two, uh, for anybody who cares about their... Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone other than Mom is listening. <laughs> uh, so anybody who owns a PC and cares about their wallet, take heed and and be warned that the Steam Summer Sale is incoming. Oh, snap. It's coming quickly, starting June 23rd and going to July 3rd. The, uh, the Steam Summer Sale is out to... Steal your wallet and your free time, as well as your <laughs> computer's uh, free memory with games that you will never play. So be mindful. I'll be dodging that That's really funny. because That's all really... I have is a laptop. <laughs> Dude, could... just, oh my god. First, get a smartphone. Second, get a desktop. Like, just just buy tech. I, I, love, the way, I love the way you Dude, enunciated. If, if you desktop. just want to send the check in the I mail. Know, I did say oh, desktop in a really weird way. <laughs> Desktop. I don't know why I said it like that. I did notice that too. Just get a desktop, dude. I've I've been a console guy forever. No, no, it's not. A, it's not a matter of video uh, games. It's a matter of no, it's no, about no, joining us in many. the twenty first and a half century. The twenty first century. Oh, just don't give me that because only PC elitists use uh, desktops now. Most people not, are just using laptops. That's uh, not true. I would people not, at NASA I would use not desktops. Call myself a PC elitist. Uh, I also wouldn't call myself a PC elitist. But I my would. PCs per- <laughs> yes, Frank. Yes. In there with it. I love it. I have no shame. I appreciate your <laughs> honesty, uh, sir. My mouse pad is literally the glorious PC gaming master race meme. Oh, so. wow. oh from the Oh yeah, that's right. You showed us. Yeah, it yeah. You know what? Okay. Nice. Side note. I have noticed there is. All right. I've been looking at. For no reason whatsoever, just incredible, like incredible impulse spending habits of mine. I've been going through Amazon and going through like weird video gaming computer accessories that I could buy. Did you know there's like a sixty dollar mouse pad? My mouse doesn't even cost sixty dollars. Um, a sixty dollar mouse pad with underglow. Yeah. Thanks, Razor. Yeah. Oh, so and I, I, I was so okay, close so to the, buying that. I thought you were gonna reference the one that I literally own, which was. Uh, I believe forty dollars when I originally got it. You're disgusting. It's a great <laughs> mouse pad. It is the Razer Vespula. Send your checks to the zero review dot com. Um, it's a dope <laughs> mouse pad. I don't know. I like it a lot. I mean, okay, so the, the developers come over every Sunday, right? Our game developers and back end developer guys, Jeff and uh, DeFabio, and Shout whenever they come DeFab. over. Jeff and Dufab. Uh whenever they come over, <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Whenever they come over, all they tell me is pretty much like, dude. Your mouse is just scraping around on your wooden desk. Just get a mouse pad. I'm like, I don't need a mouse pad. Dude, you don't have a ball in my on, mouse anymore. How do you not have a mouse pad? We go to like four conventions a year and everyone dumps like five <laughs> mouse pads on us. Like, I've never gotten a free mouse pad. Dude, if I got a free mouse pad, I mean, it would have, have to be pretty like cool. I am very picky about my like shit. Reject swag. I will totally just give you one of these bullcrap <laughs> next pads. time the website that i use to make my mouse pad has their sale where you can make a customized mouse pad for a dollar i will send you the link so you can literally make a mouse pad of whatever you want obviously it's good TZR. Too. obviously tzr i mean obviously, obviously. obviously. it's got to it's got to match obviously. the chair that my my pops <laughs> i saw that that was amazing oh, okay you, you you're making fun of uh skirbo for his mouse pad First but off, your chair is ridiculous ergonomics, ergonomics that's important 
Your spine, you only got one, man. You gotta, you gotta, take, you gotta take that into consideration. You gotta oh, get the lumbar I'm, I'm not hiding my jealousy. It's, it's there and it's, it's in plain sight, but it's still ridiculous. So everybody who's listening, um, we sat down at this uh, PAX, uh, at PAX East. We sat down on these DX racer chairs that I know have existed for a while now, right? And I sat down because, I mean, you've been walking for a long time. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of related to the same thing. When you're really hungry and you eat food, Everything tastes great, right? Well, when you're standing for hours on end talking to people and you're just exhausted, you sit down on these chairs and it felt phenomenal. And so pure my dad was like, ecstasy. I pure, yeah, you're right. Actually, I'm sitting in the chair now and I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. I mean, it's not like obviously the comfiest shit in the world, but it's nice, right? But uh, my dad, <clears throat> who is a huge TZR fan too, he comes home and uh from from his business trips or whatever and he's like man i really need a new computer chair i was like hey we just went to pax east and we were sitting in these chairs they're called the dx racers my dad's a huge fan of cars he rebuilds them like that's his that's his main hobby that's what he's doing right now um but he's like oh that's cool bucket chairs totally like those were chairs i want one i showed him them and he was like dude look at this one he doesn't really say dude he said man look at this one it's just like tzr plus it says zero on it and it's a zero series right in the back it's basically a racing chair that looks like it's been branded tzr and in two days thanks amazon it comes through the door i'm like what's this and my dad was just like happy birthday and i was like oh thanks man it is very comfortable that. though <laughs> er- ergonomics that's the thing my back feels fantastic right now you, you should get patches embroidered of the and review and have <laughs> yes i'm gonna i'm gonna learn how to embroider myself and it's gonna look terrible but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it uh, anyway we got off topic what we were talking about before that's quite all right we'll move on to psa number two so we were talking about steam games so prepare for steam sale uh i'll probably write a how to prepare for steam sale uh article because people tend to spend money frivolously on shit that they know they're never going to want or need so <laughs> uh we will prep you for that um, but on the topic of, you should do a video. I should do a video on the topic of Steam games. Now, this is just a personal PSA. Uh, just this week, Salt and Sanctuary came out on Steam. I cannot recommend this game high enough. And I am not. This is not a sponsor. This is nothing like that. This game is so freaking good. It was one of the best experiences I had on PS4 thus far, outside of, you know, the most recent <clears> releases. Uh, and for those on Steam, totally get it. It's basically 2D Dark Souls. Imagine Dark Souls where platforming really, really mattered. Uh, and it has awesome weapons and awesome progression. Totally, if you're even mildly interested in Dark Souls-ish type games or just like 2D platformers, get Salt and Sanctuary. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, you were talking about that for a while. We even did, I, you said we did like a, I think I saw your interview with the guys behind them. Yeah, so we did an interview with Scott Studios before the game was released. That was uh, maybe like Oh, that was a, a long year, time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Um, yeah. And it was a great interview, and, uh, you know, we had a, uh, a really great conversation, and I was I couldn't have been more excited to play that game when it first came out. And uh, What was their inspiration? Was it Dark Souls? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, These are from okay. the same people that made uh, the. You sound so disappointed. <laughs> I am a little bit because I mean I've seen like we went to PAX East. Justin, you actually did a written piece on this. There's another game there. I forgot what it was called. Okay, another two D uh, platformer Death, type Death's Gambit. Now, right? It is nothing like that game. Like so, so Salt and Sanctuary is made by the same people that made uh, the Vampire Dishwasher games. Like uh, dishwasher vampire. No idea smile. what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, well, those are really oh, oh, oh yeah. Games. yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. Um, 
Yeah, so stylistically and gameplay-wise, Salt and Sanctuary trumps that in almost every possible way. And I guarantee you the Steam reviews probably already are glowing for this game. Totally. 94% positive. Yeah. Wow. Totally, totally. But totally is it better. very positive? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, well then, I guess it's going to take my money. But is it extremely that... positive? <laughs> uh, do we have it on our TZR account? We do not. Um, oh. Yeah, we, we had originally played it on PS4, so... I'm just saying, for oh, okay. now that it is widely available and the rest of the PC Master Race <laughs> not been... Ratchet and Clank sucks. Ratchet and Clank is really good. <laughs> you don't want to go there. I and know. I admitted I, that it I, was awesome, so I know, shut I, up. <laughs> I do want to kind of play it. I'm going to wait for Alex to be done with it so that I can steal it from him. Oh, uh, it's so good. Final PSA. Uh, and I swear this is the one and only time we will talk about Overwatch on this stream, but Blizzard released a new... Uh, <laughs> a new animated trailer and this time it's for hanzo and genji and uh frank Ooh. i think you'll agree with me it is easily the best animation that they put out thus far oh i love this animation it, it is so good it is incredible so like good. blizzard just fucking kills it every time with the cutscenes. and these uh these animated uh shorts are basically where you're gonna get your story for overwatch from and this one it, oh my god it's so good so do yourself a favor go out and watch that i think the art style of over overwatch just (laughs) makes the cut cut like the little lore snippets that blizzard is releasing some of their best work yet i mean don't get me wrong i love the stuff they did with warcraft but this kind of cartoony or this cartoony aesthetic that they have with overwatch is just way more appealing to me with the world they're building totally Mm, and just like some of the stories they're telling with Oh man, it's great. Everything's spot on. Yeah, Voice it, acting's great, animation's great, storytelling's great, and this one just hits you right in the feels at the end, man. Uh, oh, so what fantastic. you're saying is fantastic. So what you're saying is studios with the money make good yeah. games. So what, <laughs> sometimes, so what, sometimes. So what we're saying yeah. is Blizzard send your checks care to the zero of you dot com. <laughs> just kidding. Hey man. I, I became I became Sponsor. a believer. I became a believer after playing the beta. I can't wait for this game now. Oh yeah, no. And Monday's a holiday hearing... in Monday's a holiday for Canadians, so that's what I'm doing. What's happening here Monday? Is that uh, your Memorial Day? No, Victoria Day. What yeah, the so heck is oh. that? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm very you ignorant. You ignorant American. You. I'm so ignorant when it comes to <laughs> Canadian holidays. Please enlighten me. Just the me. way you said that. Who, oh, my who God. Who's Victoria? Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria. Our head of state is the monarch of England. My Canadian friends, please forgive me my ignorance, (laughs) for I am just a foolish American. You know, watch. I bet you you Frank knows more about our history than we know about our own history. Uh, He knows about... I'm a history major, so that's not fair. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. See? I didn't know that, but it still holds true. (laughs) Still holds true. Guys, there's some games out in the ecosystem right now. We, on, we only have about 15 minutes left of this podcast, but I just want to blaze through a couple of hot topics on games right hot now. Toddies. Most of this stuff is going to be uh, in Ben's circle, so I'm going to get to a few that I know aren't <laughs> first. Uh, so first, Uncharted 4. Is anybody else playing Uncharted 4 than me? No. no. Not yet. Dang. Want to, but too busy. Okay. <laughs> It's really good. They, it has some. Of course, pro- it is. It, it has some things that are not excellent about it. It's very, I would say, samey in some ways. Uh, we have a review coming out later this week from Shane uh, on Uncharted Four, but uh, thus far, it's really, really great. I mean, these, see, these, I'm this, still. So it has the, the same problem. Wait, go what? ahead. All right, I'm done. 
no, no, no. I'll let you guys go because what I was just all I was about to say was something stupid related to how I didn't play the first three and I don't want to touch the fourth because I feel like I'm missing out and I need to play the other ones beforehand. There's the same thing with Tomb yes, Raider. Yes, you do need to play the early ones. I, exactly. I would say play the early ones for the sake of of playing good games but if you wanted to play the fourth one first you totally totally could there's only one is it okay this does this make me sound like a complete and utter like terribly terrible like just a terrible gamer in general if i wanted to say if i if i'm lazy enough to just watch somebody play the game just so i know what's going on is that acceptable that's probably not acceptable right you'd be you'd be Fucking Mike Potts. <laughs> you would be Mike Potts. I, was gonna I, say, I don't want to fuck Mike, Mike Potts. No, no, no. I would say you would be Mike Potts because that's that's what, he's defending that's how he the played Let's, Dark Souls. Yeah, he's honestly, the there's so many games out there and so little time to play them all. Exactly. Like, sometimes you want to experience something, and I don't think Let's Plays are inherently negative. Now I'll I'll okay. put it this way though, and now I'm I I would definitely say that I'm sort of pretentious and elitist about this, but like if you have the time to watch a Let's Play. Just play it yourself, because like. But it's not the time; it's the laziness and the effort. <laughs> and maybe you can even be watching that while also, you know, multitasking. Say, I don't know, like I, doing I work. Put less, like, I put less plays on in the background while I play TF2. You what? <laughs> no, I'm saying I have two monitors on my computer, so I'll use one to like watch TV or like watch YouTube videos, and on the other one, I'll play something like TF2 or some, I mean, some I, casual. I game. guess I do the same thing. Like it's multitasking to the max. Well, I I would not uh, be able to pay attention. I to play Heroes of the Storm a lot, and in the background, I'll be like watching a like a Twitch stream or something. But typically, like I watch a lot of speedrunners, so I'd probably be watching something like that. So I don't know if that counts as a let's play. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all I know is that when I focus on something, I have to focus on it at least like 80% to the point where the other 20% of trying to focus on the other thing is almost completely lost. Like, for instance, great example, Alex and I, uh, shock, whenever we play Smash and somebody else enters the room and we start talking, my Smash game goes to shit. <laughs> or if I'm playing good and we're just playing, sometimes mid-sentence, I'll just stop talking. And I just stop to like, in, just, just, <laughs> just stop. In the Z. I, my brain doesn't work like that. I want to be able to multitask. At least I think I multitask pretty well. But when it comes down to video games, I literally cannot do it. I, so it's the same with me playing guitar. I can't play and talk at the same right. time. You need to focus on one thing. It at depends a time. on it's the like, game for me. A TF2. Like, yeah, I mean, TF2 is easy. I tried doing it with Dota. That was a disaster. I, I way mean, too I much t- going I on to Dota. Two things going on, but like I'm not really ever paying attention. to The second thing that I'm doing when I'm playing uh, Heroes of the Storm. Uh, yeah. All right. So next time, either way, you you'd be safe getting the Uncharted collection on PS4 and playing through it first. That's actually that games. sounds like a good idea. That sounds yeah. like a good idea. I think I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. And totally what I was going to say is totally so... skip Uncharted one because Uncharted one's not great. It doesn't. Hold oh, up. I like that one. No, though. It's, it's pretty aged. Two is well. If Ben likes it, then that probably means that I won't like it. So that's fine. Just like Ratchet and Clank. I actually do really want to play that though. Next, go on out, Justin. Yeah, I was going to say we're we're running low on time, so I just want to blaze through these last few. So. Uh, I guess this is sort of a PSA, but uh, Valkyria Chronicles got a re-release on PS4 this week, and oh my god, if you haven't played Valkyria Chronicles, play it, because it's really, really, it's, really good. It's, it's in- so pretty, and I don't even like RTS games. It's it's not even really an RTS game. It sort of is. Uh, it's awesome. Well, it's definitely a strategy game, if anything. Yeah. Much, much love to Valkyria Chronicles. It is great. Also, another PSA. Uh, Rocket League Hoops came out like t- last week or two weeks ago, and that's also awesome. If you if have you been playing that, I've been playing it on and off, mostly couch co-op. Um, couch. I co-op. really need to try good. it. Out. Yeah, I played with Russo and uh, some of my other friends over the weekend. It was good. It's pretty. I, still... I, 
It's pretty. Good. I still have yet to. I haven't watched anything on it. I do want to experience it. I literally haven't opened up my Steam in probably almost like three weeks now. You it's been a long time. You should open it up, download Salt and Sanctuary, and play that. <laughs> That's what you should do. When, wait, when is that coming to us, Steam? Is it it's, already it's out? out? It's right already now. Salt and Sanctuary is out. Yeah. You should get it right, right now. It's you told 10, me the positive reviews already. It's yeah. 10% off. Just get that game. But Dark Souls. I still got to finish the goddamn game, I would, Dark Souls. I would argue that you will have more fun with Salt and Sanctuary uh, than, what don't, you, don't think so. than what you're experiencing with Dark Souls. And I can confidently don't. say that because Dark Souls is very similar to previous experiences that you've had with other games in the series don't think so. but sultan sanctuary takes what those know. games do and just like it's so fresh and so cool oh my god sultan sanctuary is so good don't think so all right yeah i'll check it out i mean i'm obviously going to check that out because i love the souls genre and they've almost created i feel like they've created kind of like their own subgenre genre yeah. subgenre you know it's weird it's like a different types of it's a game that's become a staple for a specific type of feel atmosphere you know difficulty it's become its own thing totally um but with that said ah, dark souls 3 is so good yeah. <laughs> it's dark so souls good. 3 is taking a pretty heavy back burner uh in my current game stack like uh, i need to we need i still need that video footage from you so yeah. we can do the I mean, even if it's late now, yeah, I have no. I still want to do it. There's just video reviews take so much time, but I'm getting better at yeah. it. Um, okay, last two topics before we wrap up. So Ben, you're gonna have to be on point for both of these. Uh, gotcha. So the first one is Homefront: The Revolution, which is not getting very uh, positive reviews. That looked really cool. It, I was really excited for that, but uh, yeah, it's not getting very good. Yeah, people like, don't seem to like people, it. It seems community. to be a pretty buggy mess. Ben, I know I'm that just... you were stoked for it. What 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 can you tell us about it? I am still relatively excited for it, but I have not got my hands on it yet. So I'm still in the middle of a Battleborn review and then trying to get through Doom. So True. that will be uh, like a week or so off. How are you liking Doom so far? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Doom right. is the, Doom oh, is the tell next me. and final topic. <laughs> so yeah, tell, get into Doom with us. Okay, so... I was going to do the Battleborn review first, but Doom came out on Friday, and I was like, okay, I just want to play the first level. So I sat down, put it in, let it install, and played through the first level, and then just kept playing for about five hours until I was like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep now because it's a little late and I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally I was just going to play the first level and then go back to playing Battleborn, and wow. It's so good. It's so fast. It's fluid. Gameplay. Does it is feel like Doom? Does it no. still like it doesn't feel it's like it's completely. It feels different. like a modern interpretation of Doom, and that's what is so great about it. It's not like if you went back and you tried playing Doom One and it came out more like Doom Three, it wouldn't work very well. So this is it's very fast, it's very fluid, like the original games are. Yeah. But it looks amazing. The guns all feel great. And while the levels aren't stupidly uh, confusing mazes that the originals were, <laughs> uh, they're still very open and it encourages you to like find your own way through them. And there's multiple paths and there's all kinds of secrets and things. So like, I'll so literally can... kill everything and then I won't leave until I find all the secrets because it lets you know when you have them all. So, so if you were to give me like... I don't know, two or three like main facets of the original Doom 
series or Doom games that have been made like a priority in the development or the production of this Doom game, what would those be? Uh, the very fast gameplay is definitely mm-hmm. a. It was uh, really fast in the other. It was like f- stupid fast. Yeah, it's like like Quake. It's like um, somewhere between three fourths and well, no, it's more like uh, four fifths the speed of Doom. So okay. it's really really fast, but you know, modern games don't play that well like that. So yeah, it's quick, but it's not like confusing and awful kind of thing. Uh, but then you have the environments, which are really morbid, really dark, kind of scary, but this is Doom, so it's kind of like, like, it's not funny, but it, it doesn't scare you like a horror game is supposed to. It's like it's gory just for the sake of being gory. Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. a, a metal game? Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's like, there's, I love the soundtrack, like... Uh, demons will spawn and this like heavy chugging riff will start going off and you're just like yes it gets your blood (laughs) boiling over and you just like raining blood (laughs) 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 you'll start uh, to shoot uh, monsters and stuff and then they'll kind of flash blue and orange and that means that you can go up and do a glory (laughs) kill on them so like the floating head monsters you'll go up and you'll rip the eye out and shove it into its mouth and it's ridiculous i don't remember that being part of the original that's (laughs) not part of the original the game's so amazing (laughs) there's like a revenant will come up and you'll like rip off the rocket launcher and shove it in its face and it'll blow up it's so awesome so it's like in halo the uh the elite kills or whatever they're called. Like oh, the yeah, Spartan but kills. just uh, yeah. about a billion times better. <laughs> That's so awesome. I'm so glad oh. that it uh, turned out so well. Like, you yeah. know, you're definitely not the first person that I've heard say nothing but awesome things about it. Except I, what about the multiplayer? Have you messed with the multiplayer in like the final release or was that just during the beta? Uh, yes, I have put a couple hours. Oh, uh, a lot of lost, fun. Ben, restart, ben. restart. <laughs> uh, I've put a couple hours into the multiplayer. It's a lot of fun, but if you have any connection issues, it's going to suck. I see. Because it's a lot faster, so you'll notice lag when you kind of get stuck against someone who's, like, lagging as all get out, and then it's just awful. Yeah, I mean, but, ultimately, I feel like... like gameplay-wise, most... it's a lot of fun, and it's very different from, like, Call of Duty or anything else out there. So I would suggest that playing Doom, play through the campaign, and then try out the uh, multiplayer... It'll probably hook you, but it's probably not going to be like this thing that lasts forever. Yeah. Like Counter-Strike did. I feel like most of the reason why people are playing that in the first place or playing Doom in general is really just for that, uh, that solo experience. So, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, don't discount the multiplayer because the multiplayer is amazing too. Yeah. Like it's playing that fast, fluid environment is great. And then running around killing people as a revenant or one of the other demons is fun. And like nearly every map or match, you're going to get some kind of reward for however good or bad you did. You you'll get something like you'll get a new piece of armor or, or you'll get a new hack module. And it's, it's very addictive rewarding cycle that the multiplayer kind of sinks its claws into you. Hmm. Addiction is always good. You know, I'm glad that, (laughs) They apply that to video games nowadays. That's, 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 a good, that's good. Warms my heart. Addiction. Oh my God. I was just that talking to my and... friend the other day. Sorry. Go on. 
about addiction he's telling me about how he spends like 30 dollars a month on this like on this uh star wars app and i was like that's a oh. problem <laughs> Dude, it's a problem. You, you become you, man, a whale. <laughs> there are some good mobile games out there, though. I'm spending uh, more time than I'd like to admit on Clash Royale. Um, if anybody's playing Clash Royale, you should totally be playing Clash Royale. My, my de- oh, Jesus, that's a giant moth. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that fucking fluttered in my face. Damn. All right. Um, I hate I hate bugs, by the way. Uh, no, my dad, whenever I catch him watching TV, he's always not just watching TV. It's always that or clash of clans or that clash of clans card game thing which yeah. is that battle royale game right Clash royal it's so good oh my god oh, my dad god. plays a lot of tetris blitz tetris blitz i've also heard i get along with your dad i think <laughs> i'll tell you what though like, i love tetris most mobile tetris don't I think it's really an Asian thing it i don't know me. no I don't know. I feel like mobile Tetris is like hard to do. Correctly. Oh no, it, I agree. I like I like the feel of like when Tetris came to Facebook. There's like a a moment where I was like, I must be the best out of all of my friends, and like no I would get, but like no one ever was. Oh wait, I dude, would, I totally remember that. I was on that. Tetris do you remember scene. that? Yeah, that was big. I played college. that. Dis- yes, I played that a disgusting amount, and something about hitting the keys felt so satisfying. What so was, satisfying. Hitting the space called? bar. Tetris I don't with know. friends or something. I loved that, dude. Oh that was God. fantastic. But then I started finding out that people would get crazy score increases by doing like I was about to say candy flips, but that's that's something about drugs. Uh, like T <laughs> T spins or some shit, and like crazy like special maneuvers that get you like times ten point. I don't know. Anyway, when I found out I couldn't win, I stopped playing. That's all I have to say. Tetris <laughs> is a great game though. So, Tetris is awesome. Tetris sounds so weird. Yeah, no. It would be like you'd go into a spot where you would uh, complete like um, like a two row or a three row with a T piece, right. and when it gets into that spot, you'd spin it like twice. And then leave it in place, and then it would call. It would be called a T spin, or something along those yeah, lines. And I remember seeing this, and I was like, "How do you do this? How do you play like that? Why, so, isn't it just really creative? No, so it's just about the four line, four of the fucking line pieces, and just you know, well, throw so them in there. This is actually four, funny. Four I, like no joke. Just a moment ago, uh, <clears throat> so my girlfriend Alice, she she writes for the site uh, every every once in a while, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she's our point and click. Uh, savant Mm -hmm. so uh she's really good at tetris like really really good at tetris yo fight me (laughs) that's that's what i said right but here but there's a stipulation to that right she played old school tetris specifically tetris and dr mario on the super nintendo now that was a version of tetris very similar to like green game boy tetris uh, where there's no holding pieces, there's no ghost, uh, no like ghost piece, there's no quick drop, there's none of that stuff. Um, and I play her against that, and I get stomped. But like when I play her in modern Tetris with holding pieces and all this stuff, I'm I, I crush her. And it's like it's so weird that that same game, just with the addition of two, basically two new rules, like fundamentally changes someone's skill level in it. It's crazy, huh? Because, like, when you think Tetris, like, do you think, like, you know, the press up to quick drop and, like, having a thing that holds a piece so you can, like, skip to the next one? Like, that's the way that I did. I mean, the majority of the Tetris, like, when I got good at Tetris, it was from uh, Tetris DS, which is probably the best version of Tetris. Um, Yeah. 
I love. Grew up playing on the Game Boy. So yeah. am yeah. I? Am I freaking out about Tetris right now? I really love no, Tetris. no. That's good. I, I'm feeling it. I mean, whenever I have to pack my sister in from her uh, from college and figure out how to fit all of her crap in the car, I I feel like I'm playing Tetris. It's I hear you. <laughs> it's a part of my life now. It's become a part of my life. You see, I'm... guys, you can learn life skills from video games. They're oh good. yeah, absolutely. Put the the four line piece in the side, and you win. That's how it works. Yeah. I'm All the going time. To look back into. I think it's called Tetris Friends. I know it's called Tetris. Battle yeah, I know it might be something like that. It was Side Tetris note. with friends, and now it's called Tetris Battle. With what Frank just said was actually really interesting. I was talking to my friend about this too. What game is there? What facet of a game or something like what game was it in your life that you remember that you think of now and again being part of like a like a life lesson that you've you've gotten? You know, like that suddenly like you're like you've played this game and you're like oh well. If I just do this, this will happen. And then later on in life, you find out that you can reapply that to like actual events that happen in your life. Do you ever feel that? Or is this just me? Am I just being weird and philosophical and stupid? Uh, no, I think there's definitely things that um, that I've taken away. It's, I'm, it's kind of hard for me to think of an instance where that has happened. Um, but I definitely... I definitely think that that's been something that I've done before. Or like, Tetris. <laughs> like Tetris! For me... I, I went and got a history degree directly because I was a diehard fan of Age of Empires 2. So, does that count? I think that totally counts. <laughs> that, yeah, that's actually probably I, the I most mature version of that counting. I can hear that. Uh, there's one time for me where, uh, you know in the arcades where you would have the... Um, the racing seats and you would have like the haptic feedback steering wheel when you crash yes. and it would always yeah. freak out. Well, we would play me and my dad would go to this arcade. Uh, it was like a Dave or Dave and Buster's from like a decade ago, a decade and a half ago. But <clears throat> there'd be like a line of these like formula one race cars, uh, giant like pods and you'd sit down and people would come in and you'd play against like 10 other people. Um, and I would constantly win again. My dad who actually races like actual race cars, uh, was like, how do you keep winning? And I told him, oh, I was like, whenever you feel like you're about to spin out, you know, you just let go of the wheel, man, let go of the gas, and just let it kind of like even itself out. And later on in life, I'm like, oh wow, I'm feeling really stressed right now. Well, Justin, just let go of the wheel, man, let go of the gas, and just let it even itself out. <laughs> and suddenly, I'm just like, holy shit, I've become. Oh, I know. I was like expecting that to translate far more literally. Like you're driving <laughs> somewhere on the road. No, man. <laughs> this went straight. Yeah, man. On us. That was good. Uh, there's one time where I grew up planning you're supposed to let go you're supposed to ease off the ease gas. off of the gas yeah, yeah. there's a time where Justin doesn't actually remember this but I was driving his car to a Wawa in college and I spun his car out because I was being stupid I don't. he doesn't remember this at all he doesn't yeah, remember no, that I he don't. blacked it out of his head I definitely don't remember that it's hilarious <laughs> I remember his his girlfriend at the time kind of screaming it was interesting anyway yeah there was off topic was it, how did we get that there from Doom? I know. <laughs> we have, we have uh, a, an interesting uh, habit of going off on tangents, but uh, that's good guess, though. I like we do. I like, I like that yeah. though. I think we might have found a good place to close though. Um, how are you guys feeling? Yes, you, play you feeling Doom. Yeah, are, you, sure. are you feeling at peace with everything? I'm feeling Just at peace. Take take your foot off the gas. Or yeah, the, we're uh, we're we're letting go. We're just letting go. Let it roll. go. Don't you make fun of my life lessons, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm applying it. I'm honoring it by applying it. There you honor, go. Uh, honor my life lessons, goddammit. Doom, Doom has taught me to always bring a bigger gun and stop moving. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's fantastic. 
Guys, I want to thank you all for joining me on episode 28 of the TZR podcast. Uh, if you want, if any of our listeners want to reach out to us, uh, email us at podcast at the Please make sure to like the Facebook and follow the Twitters and subscribe to the YouTube and read our articles and reviews. We've got a lot of stuff coming out this week and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'd suggest Google Play because for whatever reason, Stitcher messes up the quality and it's super weird, but the Google Play one is dope, so definitely go with the Google Play version. Uh... Yeah, that's pretty much all I've got, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Signing off. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Going out.